Everybody look at Matthew, the 16th chapter. Everybody got to say amen. I'm going to read the word of the Lord and it reads as follows in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Father, we bless and thank you. I give you praise and honor. I lean not on my understanding, but I lean on you. I thank you, O oh God, for your gracing. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your word, my God. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the power of the resurrection. I thank you, my God, that your word is backed up by your spirit, my God, and that you sit on a throne and you have authority, not only in heaven, but even here on earth, even in this room. My prayer this afternoon lord is that you would touch us my god in the areas that will stimulate us my god to become like you in jesus's name and everybody said amen amen, amen. amen. praise god i'm pretty sure you've read this text before in fact a lot of you have listened or heard me expound a little bit on this some of some time past but I want to bring it deeper. When Jesus came into the region, he asked a question. He asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they started by giving him a potpourri of answers. Some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're a prophet, some say that you rose from here and you're just doing this and doing that. But they didn't give him the correct answer. Now you have to understand that this question was a difficult one that couldn't be answered. Why couldn't it be answered? Because this is the text that I was talking about. Who do you say that I am? God, throughout the corridors of history, from Genesis to the book of Numbers, through the prophets, through the scriptures, spoke about this one. They prophesied about this one, but nobody really knew who he was yet. Are you with me? I'm bringing you somewhere. So everybody is waiting, and God is bringing this to a peak. To a transitional point in the life of the world. Because this question is a difficult one to answer. See, they could have said, well, you're Mary's baby, right? You're Joseph's son. You know, you were a carpenter. But that's not what they said. They gave him a potpourri of answers. Then he says, he narrows it down and he says, okay, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? And there was silence. Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything because they couldn't 
answer. Nobody could answer who I am. Who do you say that I am? Why they couldn't answer? Because some things you can't be taught. Some things are revealed by the Father which is in heaven. Now, you have to understand that this text here, every other revelation spins off of this revelation. If you don't know this revelation, you're lost. Now, isn't it funny or isn't it sad? Now, listen to me. These guys, the disciples, hung out with Jesus Christ for at least two and a half years, 24-7. They saw him do what he did. Uh, they spoke. They had conversation. They walked together. They ate together. Yet, they did not know who he was. Could it be that we can be in church for a long time thinking we know who he is and not know, not have a revelation of who he is. And when the question is asked, who do you say that I am? We can't really answer because we're just following what somebody is saying, what somebody is teaching. And we're following and following just like the disciples did. They followed Jesus for two and a half years. Some scholars say that maybe three. For three years let's say. 24-7. With Jesus Christ. And they couldn't say who he was. Because still they couldn't answer. Because although they were with Rabboni. The master teacher. The word became flesh. And the word was teaching them 24-7. They still couldn't answer. Because the only way you can answer this is by revelation of the Father. Because the Christ in the Jewish context is a big thing. Before you say to somebody, you are the Christ, you better be triple, quadruple sure that that's the Christ. Otherwise, there'll be big trouble. Big tension for the Jewish community. So they were silent. We don't know. All of a sudden... Peter, the Bible says, that he gets up and he goes like, well, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I think I got this. Well, that's not what the Bible says. But I'm pretty sure that's what stirred up in his belly. And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So he got the revelation from God from the beginning all the way till that point. And this is the big transition that God was setting them up for. To reveal his son who was hidden for centuries and decades. Now he is at hand. His kingdom is here. And Peter was the only one that got that. Not by flesh and blood. Not by reading or teachings or anything like that. But purely by revelation. Amen. So God... Touched his mind with revelation. And what I mean by that is that God went through the process that he goes through. Your spirit, your heart, and then your mind. Because God reaches to your soul, to your spirit. And showed him, wait a minute. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And that's our text. He is revealed. He is exposed. Now to really, really, really understand this. 
we got to go way back. We got to go way, way back. Because here, what's going to happen in this transition is that God is bringing a new thing. And he's bringing a new thing to the house. You see, because what we were doing and what the disciples were doing was we were following. We were following Jesus. Following who was leading us. And that's okay. But there's a new transition. There's a new era. The Bible is saying through this revelation is that Jesus says, who do you say that I am? Because until you don't know who I am, you can't become like me. So I don't want you to just continue to follow me. I want you to become like me. Are you with me? We'll drill this in deeper. Let's go way back. Way back. To understand this, we got to go way back. We see God. Everybody knows that God put the earth together. God is a God of order. And as soon as he saw chaos on the earth, he sent this light. Light is revelation. And he put what was out of order in order, and he set structure up. Then he takes the dirt and the dust after he has a meeting with the, the verb, the Holy Ghost, and God. The word, the Holy Ghost, and God. And they said, let us make a man. Let us make man in our image. And you know the story. He bends down and he forms Adam. And he leans over and he breathes his breath, ruach, into Adam's nostril. And the Bible says that Adam sat up. He stood up, took a deep breath, and he began to walk. And he began to see. And he began to think like God. And he began to move like God. Because he had God's breath, God's DNA, God's glory. The glory that God gave him, God put it in him, and he stood up. And he began to look around. And he had the image of God. That's the image that God wanted reflected on the earth. And here is Adam. Adam is not like an ordinary guy. You, you, you've never seen anybody like Adam. Because Adam, Adam had super in his natural. He had super in his natural. He has extra in everything that he did. He was awesome. He was tremendous. I mean, God thought it and he spoke it. God just thought about it and he declared it. And he had total dominion. God says, listen, you have authority. You have power. You have my authority. I give you power over all the earth. In fact, I want you to subdue it, multiply it, and replenish it. God created the earth. And then he created Adam. And the Bible says that after he created Adam, he says, that's my boy. And my boy got it under control. So I'm going to go rest. Because he rested. Because Adam was in charge. Adam was moving about with power, with grace, and with God's authority. With God's dominion. God put in this human his divinity. I want you to listen to that because if God put his divinity inside a human person, Adam, and that's what he's still doing. 
He put his divinity, his glory, his grace in Adam. And Adam was moving about. And we know the story, and we'll have to fast forward it so that we can understand what went down. All of a sudden, the seven, there's the Satan, the devil, he sneaks into the garden, and he's deceitful, and he deceits Adam, and Adam falls, and Adam dies, not physically, but spiritually. And let me just interject this. You know, God, because it's Valentine's tomorrow, God took a man, made him out of dust, put his DNA in him, his spirit, and out of that man, he took out a piece of bone from his ribs, and he created Eve, and he united them. So when Adam saw Eve, you are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. I'm not your pastor, I'm not your elder, but I'm your minister. If you're here and you're dating, or you're thinking about dating in the future, or getting married, don't pick her because she's fine. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't pick her because she's good looking. Don't get together with him because he's smooth and he can talk and he's got all this suave. You don't say quoi, you know. <laughs> you pick your mate according to their spirit. If their spirit has your same spirit, that's what's going to hold you. Because Adam and Eve had the same DNA and the same spirit. And they were moving. In fact, they were in such a unison and, and grace and glory. And by the way, when God came down to Adam, he didn't come to have church with Adam. He came to hang out with Adam. He would walk with him in the cool of the evening. They had conversation. They had conversation. God is looking for somebody in his level to have conversation with are you with me? Anyway, so him and Eve, but when they fell, when Satan slipped in, you know what happened. And just before that, God had told Adam, listen, you're powerful. You got my authority. You know, in fact, we had a meeting and created you. You didn't create yourself. So you've got my power. You got my grace and my authority, but you're under my word. You're under my authority. And you see that little tree in the middle there? You can touch anything in the earth except that tree. Because as soon as you mess with that tree, you're going to surely die. And you know the story. As soon as he partook from that tree, he saw Eve naked and they saw each other without clothing. The glory and the grace and the virtue of God just dropped. It's like hitting the delete button and all the info is gone all of a sudden. And they hid and they fell. And that anointing, that glory that God had given Adam was lost. That was lost. And... It was chaotic. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen to mankind? Can we have another Adam? Uh, are, are, is the genealogy and God's plan destroyed because Adam failed? What's going to happen? But you know, God is like the 
master scriptwriter. See, he writes the script, and he doesn't put it on stage until he finishes it. See, we have been seeing scene by scene by scene. But he knows the end from the beginning, and he writes the script, so you know he had a move he had to do. Fine, because this happened, I have backup. I'm smart. Go to Philippians 2 and 5. Philippians 2, 5. If it's not up there, I'll read it from here. Try Philippians 2 6, I'm sorry, 2 6 and 7. This was a problem. The man, Adam, has sinned, but God has a move. He has a, 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 a but even before we read this, in 1 John, in the book of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. But the word made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. In some scripture it says that the word was God and they were co-equal. You see, before the son there was the word. Are you with me? I'll say that again. Before the sun, there was the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word said, God, if something happens to Adam, I tell you what, although I'm co-equal with you, I'm God just like you. I'll think in not robbery to take my glory and put it off your side. And step over to the edge and fix it and come down to earth. So you got to see this. You got to understand this. God had a plan. The word said, I'll step to the side and I'll drop my anointing, my glory to you. And I'll come down to earth. And you know the story. Jesus was born. And Jesus moved about. Amen. And Jesus grew in stature, and in favor with mankind, and became a man, and was called Jesus. In essence, he dropped his glory that he had in heaven to pick another one up. Let's go to John 17 from 1 through 5. John 17. John 17, 1 through 5. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may be glorified, may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, 
that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was made. Glorify me with the glory that I left in heaven before the world was made because I left it there. I came down and I picked up the lost glory that Adam lost which was yours and mine. So he came and picked that up and demonstrated for 33 years how to move with it. All hell broke loose on him. All accusation and disgrace. Yet he stood firm without sinning. He was walking with your stuff. He was moving about with our stuff. In the beginning with God. He was moving about. He opened blind eyes with your stuff. He walked on water. He healed the sick. He, 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 he multiplied bread and loaves of bread and fish. Not with the glory that he had in heaven. Are you with me? With what Adam lost, which is your stuff and my stuff. The reason we don't have that stuff is because we were following So we could only talk about it. But he wants you to become like him. And understand that that stuff is yours. Because he gave it back to you. He came down to show you who he is. And to show you who you are. That's why the question is, do you know who I am? Oh, you're the, you know, you're the guy that casts out devils. You're the guy that that legion guy came with a million devils on him and you just with a word casted all those things out. No, no, that's what I did, Jesus says. I, no, no, that's what I did. But do you know who I am? <laughs> do you really know who I am? You see, because it's got to be personal. You see? You can't, you, you, you got to be personal. You, you got to know it for yourself. You got to get the revelation for yourself. If you don't have the revelation for yourself, you don't have it. You could be like the disciples. They were walking with him for three years plus, and they still didn't know who he was. You could be in church for many years, and you still don't know who he is. That's why you haven't seen a demonstration. So now God is using this to transition us to a place of not just talking about it, but being it. Of not just watching but acting, that's the revelation. If you can't get that in your gut, you're still missing it. You're still missing it. And Jesus comes. He demonstrates. Amen? He demonstrates his glory with your stuff. He did everything he did with your stuff. He did it as the son of man. He didn't do it as the son of God. 
He was called the son of man. The second Adam. That's why the question, who do you say that I am, is pivotal. If you don't have that revelation, forget about everything else because everything spins off of that. Otherwise, it's just letter. And we want to see the pure demonstration of the power of God in our midst. But you need to get the revelation. So he calls his disciples. He calls them. Listen, this that I did, I did with your stuff. And I'm getting ready to go on because he came. You know the story. He died. And he rose again. And he ascends to the Father. But he said, the same works that I do, you can do also. You got to grapple with that. Now, grapple with this one. And he also said, greater works that I did, you can do also. You know what we do? You know what some scholars do? They lean on the computer, oh, and on television and technology. Oh, we can preach here, and they see us all over the world. That's, that's technology. Jesus actually said greater works we would do. I've heard testimonies of legs that are growing. Gold is coming out of people's teeth. Things that Jesus didn't do, we can do because he left us an example, and he restored and he redeemed the glory that he gave us are you with me the other day the lord showed me gold falling gold is a type of glory this is what you're going to be here i believe this is what's going to be all over the place god's glory is getting ready to usher itself on those that are ready and understand it and all you're getting get understanding if you don't understand this we need to teach it again and again until you get it the reason people are falling off, the reason people come to church and then they don't come anymore is because they're coming to church. They need to become the church. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Our thinking is flipped out. We're following, we're going, but we are the living church of the living God. We are the church of the living God on earth. Praise his holy name. So he tells them that. He charges them with that. Then the Bible says that he steps on a cloud. I'm in the book of Acts. He steps on a cloud and he ascends to the Father. And the Father receives them with honor. He blesses him. And he gives them back the glory that they shared before. Now you have Jesus sitting at the right hand of Almighty God with all authority in the heavens and in the earth. And you see Jesus there with that glory. He's dropped, left us with Adam's lost glory, redeemed, restored, reconciled to encourage us, to show us, to train us so that we can do this for everybody, which is our restoration, restoring a mission statement. Which God gave us. And the reason we haven't accomplished that to the maximum is because we're still following. We're still following. You can't follow nobody. 
You can't follow a prophet, a teacher, anybody on TV. You got to know him for yourself. And you got to become him. Don't get impressed with me. Don't get impressed with nobody else. You got to find him for yourself. And when you find him for yourself and you own him, he will move and use you with power, glory, and grace. Jesus didn't get to earth so that we can preach him and scream him and sing him. You know something? He, when, when, before he made man, we were created to worship. But not only that, because God had worship in heaven 24-7, millions and gazillions of years ago. We were also created for fellowship. He wants to come down and have fellowship with somebody on his level on the earth. He wants to say something so that you can repeat it. Are you with me? But you can only get this when you become like him. I'm sensing that I'm breaking stuff. And I feel it in my body and in my spirit. I'm breaking through stuff. But that's okay. The devil is a liar. And the devil is blindness. He want to blind you. But we're going to peel that off in the name of Jesus Christ. So Jesus did all this. Restored your glory. And he went through painful all kinds of things. And now he steps on a cloud and he's going to the Father. He gets his glory and he sits down at the right hand of Almighty God. But that doesn't stop there. Who got up? The Holy Ghost stood up as soon as Jesus sat down. The Holy Ghost stood up as soon as Jesus sat down. You don't read that in the Bible, but that's what happened. And Jesus tells the Holy Ghost, listen, go down and make them witnesses. We're not going to win the world by giving tracts. It's good. I give them. And it's okay. Don't get me wrong. Understand me. We're not going to win the world with flyers. We're not going to win the world even knocking on doors. In fact, the Bible never said to go out and witness to anybody. I see the frowns. Listen to what the Bible says and get the revelation. The Bible says that after that the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power to become witnesses. Are you with me? You shall receive power to become witnesses. So to be effective and for us to win the world, we got to be witnesses. We don't got to talk about it or we have to demonstrate it. Are you with me? Giving tracts is okay. And we've been taught that for 30,000 years. It's okay. But the Bible says when the power comes upon you, that's when you become a witness because the power of God makes us witnesses of God. Because now we're demonstrating. Now we're carrying him. We're carrying him. We are the living church. We're not following. We, if there's somebody sick, we can lay hands on them. If somebody's demon possessed, we can just cast that devil out. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Thank you, Amen. And it's okay. It's okay to go to conferences and all those things because we do it. And it's nice when we get ministered to and fall under the power. But at the end of the day, and my concern is, what you going to do when you get up? That's the real deal. Are you going to get up like him? Or are you going to get up like you fell? Or was that just an act or an emotion? Are you with me? 
It hasn't been a hoopla hoopla message, but it's an opening eye message. Okay? We have the glory to do this. We have the glory to restore. We have the glory to encourage. We have the glory to train. We got the glory to rejoice. We got the glory to empower everyone, as our mission statement says. Jesus was the mission out of God's vision for you and me and the church. When Peter said, thou art the Christ, God began the church. Gave him keys and said, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Okay? And he established the kingdom. Now the keys to that kingdom so that hell can rebel and, and, and win over it are in the keys. I just gave you a little bit of the key. I just gave you a little bit of the key. Receive it. Hold it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.